Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, one of our most cunning characters, I think, in Pennsylvania Forest is known for stalking prey and pouncing on unsuspecting vermin and also raiding chicken coops in the dead of night. So if you haven't guessed it, today we're talking about the fox. So the red and gray fox, despite being small, they're really agile carnivores that belong to the family such as dogs, coyotes, and wolves. Both red and gray foxes are found throughout all of Pennsylvania. They're really an intelligent predator with extremely sharp senses of sight, smell, and hearing. And we'll get to more of that later in the show. So let's start by talking about the red fox. Yeah, so the red fox has a long reddish orange coat, um, slightly darkened on their back, and they have black ears, legs, and feet. They also have a long bushy white tipped tail. And they can have a lot of different color variations. Um, you know, some of them are going to be really bright. Some are going to be like a really dark color red. They're typically 22 to 25 inches in length with a 14 to 16 inch tail. And they usually only weigh about 8 to 12 pounds. So their thick coat actually makes them look a lot bigger than they really are. The red fox can typically be found in sparsely settled farm areas with tracks of woods. And they also like marshy areas and like wet stream bottoms as well. You ever deal with red foxes at all? I see a lot of them. Um, there's a lot out by my house. Yeah. Any on trail cameras or anything like that? I had one this year. Yeah, I had a couple. I think back in the, the winter. I think we posted on Facebook even. But um, yeah, that was a, a really bright red coat to that one. That one was really pretty. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the gray fox. And... The gray fox has a grizzled gray coat and it is coarser than reds. Uh, they have a gray tail uh, with a black stripe running down it. Their tails have a black tip. Gray foxes, they're commonly found in brushy areas, swamps, rugged mountainous terrain. Uh, they're typically more aggressive than the red fox. In areas where territories tend to overlap, the gray fox is typically the dominant species. Both species of fox are considered opportunists when it comes to feeding. And this just means that basically they'll eat whatever is easiest for them to get. So this can include mice and rabbits out in fields, or the chickens out of your chicken coop, or insects, squirrels, bird eggs, fruit, and even grass. But they're also scavengers, so they can be seen feeding on roadkill or you know, other dead things that they find. And both red and gray fox will cache their uneaten food by burying it in the ground. So they'll come back to it later. Yeah, I was telling you, you know, before when I had the bees, um, I had some spoiled honey. So I actually threw it out back by my trail cam just to see what would come around. And sure enough, the foxes were there eating the honey too. So kind of have a sweet tooth. Uh, But let's get into reproduction for foxes. So... In the late winter months, foxes can be heard barking in the middle of the night, which is quite a sound to hear. Uh, And this is to make their presence known to members of the opposite sex. So they typically breed during the month of February. So really like one of the coldest months of the year. And uh, red foxes, they'll have 51 days gestation period. And gray foxes have generally around 63 days of gestation period. 
Now we're talking about the litters. They typically range from four to 10 young, but six is about average. Uh, and the young are born in dens. Now the red fox will usually enlarge a woodchuck burrow or den in a hollow log. However, the gray fox uh, may also den underground, but they'll also den in crevices on rocky ledges. So when the fox pups are born, they weigh roughly around eight ounces and their eyes are closed for the first eight to 10 days. Uh, the female will stay in the den and nurse the pups for about a month. And when the pups emerge from the den, both the male and the female fox will provide them with food until they're weaned at about two to three months. Um, once we get to July or August, the pups have left the den and they might all stay together for a month or so, but they'll eventually separate. All right, so we also on this show love to mention some facts. So we got some good facts for you about both the red fox and the gray fox. Yeah, so let's start with the red fox. Turns out um, the red fox would actually be great triathletes. So they can run up to 31 miles per hour. They can jump over six foot high fences and they can actually even swim. Have you ever seen a fox swim? I have not, no. Me either. But my pool toys have been missing before, so that might explain it. So the red fox's forepaws have five toes and their hind feet actually only have four. This one's kind of surprising too. They actually don't have a very long lifespan. So their lifespan in the wild is only two to four years. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah. They're such a cute animal. They should hang around for a little longer. You think like being part of the dog family. Dogs typically live longer. Yeah. Um, so as far as gray fox facts are concerned, um, the gray fox actually has a semi-retractable claw. And it's one of two canine species that can actually climb trees. Now going back to the game trail camera, uh, I did have a video and we were trying to determine what animal that was coming down the tree. And your dad thought it was most likely a fox. So yeah. I would explain it be the, the gray fox, which is pretty cool to see. And so the other uh, dog in the family that can climb trees is the Asian raccoon dog. Um, but getting back to the gray fox, uh, they'll climb as high as 50 or 60 feet in a tree or whatever they're climbing. And they'll actually jump from branch to branch so they can rest and forage or escape other predators that might be trying to catch it. All right, so also another fact is uh, the gray fox is normally nocturnal or crepuscular, which is they move around a lot of dusk and dawn, um, but they're most active during the nighttime hours. And uh, one final note to make about seeing a fox during the day, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's sick. Uh, foxes, as we mentioned, they're kind of opportunistic and will hunt for food at any time necessary, regardless of the time of day. Uh, so just keep that in mind. However, you know, it is likely that it could be sick. So take note of, you know, how it's acting. Um, but just wanted to mention that it's not quite out of the ordinary to, to see a fox during the day. I guess with that, we do have a couple of events for you today. So the first one is on the Rail Trail, and it's second Saturday's trail yoga on Saturday, November 13th at the Thompson Trailhead along uh, Route 171 over by Thompson. So the second Saturday yoga trail hike will be to Twin Ponds and the group will be meeting at the Thompson Railway Station 
and they ask that you please pre-register if you do plan to attend. Um, you can do this by emailing trails at nep.net or you could also give them a call at 570-679-9300. All right, the other event that we had uh, we thought we'd mention um, coming up this weekend, Lackawanna State Park has Waterfowl Driving Tour. And they're going to be spending the day checking out the local ponds and lakes in search of ducks, geese, and other swimming birds. Uh, and you never know what you'll find. Because um, as we all know, the birds are headed south for the winter. So uh, perhaps seeing some stuff that you might not otherwise see. Um, they'll convoy from site to site in personal vehicles. And there'll be a little bit of walking expected. If you do have binoculars, a spotting scope, or a field guide, make sure you bring them and some binoculars and guides will be available to borrow. Uh, as far as the tentative itinerary, they'll be stopping at Fords Lake, Corby Swamp, Lackawanna Lake, and there's multiple access points there. And depending on the time, there might be some other sites added as well. Uh, they ask that you meet at Fords Lake. Registration is required by 4 p.m. the day prior. Uh, so if you go to Facebook, the event is listed there and the link is there also where you can register for the tour. If I didn't mention it already, the tour is coming up this Saturday the 13th. So as we've mentioned the last couple weeks, we are planning a question and answer show for December. So if you have any questions on outdoor related topics or conservation, wildlife, or anything in between, please let us know. You can call the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105 or you can also email your questions to soil at suscondistrict.org. So that's S-O-I-L at S-U-S-C-O-N-D-I-S-T-R-I-C-T dot org. So I guess that does it for today's show. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>